0: Everyone, good evening. How is everyone doing? Bless.
1: Bless.
0: Praise God! Praise God! I am Minister Michelle Carter Douglas, and with me on tonight's Bible study, we have brothers Patrick Douglas, Roland Douglas, Desmond Mohammed. Good evening, men of God. Pastor. Good evening. And we have Sister Patricia Carter, Sister Nicole Carter, and Sister Arlesa Douglas. Good evening, women of God. Good evening. Good evening. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sister Pat, would you bless us in with prayer?
1: Answer. It's a of the cancer, as we go about each day of our family. And let us remember that you are always present with Yes. we never never in a the same we just have to put on with we, we love you. It. it's time.
2: Never say it
1: with Never say on your to say So that is that all Whatever something must be. love, home, home health, whatever that we do, I'm in the I'm afraid. i, I pray to to What they need to know there is no way to No way you. are the way. On the of this earth. there is no way to be making And
2: this is because of you falling down. Because I know, but you're in a certain extent you see it, you can get in place for us, and I know that's so costly for you. Yes, yeah. I give you all the honor. I thank you for keeping us all, all of you, my, my own, all heaven. Know that you are the one and knows you when you call upon your holy name.
0: Yes, yes, amen. Praise God, praise God. Our scripture for this evening is Second Timothy. Chapter 2, verse 15, and this is actually out of the King James Version. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. May God add a blessing upon the readers, doers, and hearers of his holy word. Amen. Praise God. This evening we are going to uh be blessed with the daily bread reading that is dated March 10th, 2023. That's March 10th, 2023, and this was Saturday. This was part of your homework for Saturday. Amen. Um, also, we will be reading the daily bread dated for today, which is Friday, March 10th. Uh, anyone want to volunteer and read the daily bread reading for, uh, Saturday? I can read it. Okay. Amen. Amen. And And then, then.
2: Sure. That's the one March 4th
0: yes yes ma'am yes march 4th yes yes entitled listening to god and uh who would like to read uh the daily bread dated for march 10th i'll read it amen sister pat praise god amen uh sister nicole uh yes now my notes make sense
2: pastor because i was wondering oh i got to um looking at the one it said something about listening to god that's what it that's what it was Mm -hmm. okay so it's listening to god and it's in scriptures it's numbers 31 to 33 and also the scripture of mark 9 the whole entire chapter, first through the 29th verses, Josiah would not listen to what Eko had said at God's command at 2 Chronicles 35, 22. Today's scripture and insight, Second Chronicles 35, 20 through 27. Back when I was driving to college and back home again, the road to our house in the desert seemed painfully dull because it was long and straight, I found myself driving faster than I should have more than once. First, I was given a warning from the highway patrol. Then I received a ticket. Then I was cited a second time in the very same place. Refusing to listen can have unfortunate consequences. One tragic example of this is from the life of Josiah, a good of April 20th, when Nick Neko, the king of Egypt, Marched through Judah's territory to help Assyria and battle against Babylon. Josiah went out to counter him. Nico sent messengers telling Josiah, God has told me to hurry, so stop opposing God, who is with me. Second Chronicles 35, 21st verse. God really did send Nico, but Josiah would not listen to what Nico had said at God's command. went to fight him on the plain of the verse 22 josiah was fatally injured in the battle and all judah and jerusalem mourned for him verse 24 josiah who loved god discovered that insisting on his own way without taking the time to listen to him or his wisdom through others never ends well May God give us the humility we need to always check ourselves and take his wisdom to heart, reflect and pray, what do you need God's wisdom for in your life, what will you do to listen to him today, ever wise and loving God, help me to be humble and to listen for your wisdom today, thank you and when I ask for wisdom, you give, generously, sleep, without finding fault, James 1 5
0: amen amen thank you so much my sister thank you so much uh would you like to share your insight uh with answering the question or questions what do you need god's wisdom for in your life and what will you do to listen to him today
2: well the first question about what do I need God's wisdom for in my own life? It's for everything involved in my life. Um, the wisdom on how to uh, socialize and um, have relationships that are healthy and and um, that are positive with my family members. Um, the wisdom to understand. Um, just like with the serenity prayer that i can't change everything uh, what just happened real quickly pastor is that um, my daughter was supposed to receive some furniture from a company and um just story, story basically it was a furniture company that uh messed up the most on her not getting it and i was upset and i was fussing and i was mad i was yelling i called my mother mad at yelling and she said in a very soft still voice this patricia carter she said but wait a second you're worried about this little aspect that is not even a big issue or a big problem and you're missing the point that this is life things are not going to happen always the way you want it to happen but if you react so hastily what you're gonna end up with is stroke. Well, Pastor, I didn't get a stroke, but I did listen to her and God and I kept reading and writing. And later on, uh, I got a migraine and a pretty bad one, and it lasted oh all the fall that day. And so what that taught me about God's wisdom, and he does use people obviously, um, because like Solomon was a very wise king just to uh show his wisdom, is that I learned that I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to let things and circumstances that happen because we live in this world get me to a point where I let it steal not just my joy, but my health, my sanity. I just won't let that happen. So I learned again patience and humility um, is, you know, with, with that instance of needing God's wisdom. And the second question. What will you do to listen to him today again, um, I will be more, more humble and I will listen better by talking less, yelling less and being led and followed by my spirit and not being led and followed by my emotions or by the troubles and trials that happen every single day in this world.
0: Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for that testimony and truth. Um, anyone else? What do you need God's wisdom for in your life? And what will you do to listen to him today?
2: I think, you know, I think, uh, think God's wisdom every moment of my life. Uh, every day today uh, things that happen in my life sometimes uh, not sometimes I just know I need this wisdom but especially when I have major uh, decisions to make. and sometimes when I'm just worried about my family my children my grandchildren I need this wisdom to let me know what I can do to help sometimes I can't do anything I just have to sit down you just gotta wait on me they got to learn on me. You can't do anything about this. You can't do anything. And just to know, you know, we just needed... Sometime, like the other day, he told me to go look out my bedroom from window, or bathroom window. And I saw the strangest bird, a big bird, just jumping around. Jumping and hopping around. I thought the bird was hurt, but it wasn't. It flew when it wanted to. And then today, I went and looked out the window. And there were just three birds. They were smaller birds just flying around. And for some reason, it just gave me peace watching the birds. I, I believe he's trying to tell me just sometimes take a few moments, just to look at these little animals and how they depend on me and they're providing for it. I got you, I take care of you. Mm-hmm. Okay I also know that sometimes he's just telling me there's some things coming. I'm upset
0: but you know it's okay it's, okay. it's a part of my screen life amen 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 anyone else um one of which uh for myself, uh before I answer that question um this was a very interesting and passionate article because I can relate um in the article which is authored by James Banks he shares a story about him being a college student and driving this particular road that was very long and dull, boring. And to get through this road, he began rushing, driving faster. And a warning came then a ticket, then a citation, and it reminds me so much of the journeys that we take in life and also the journey of Abraham and Sarah. Sometimes we think that our routines in life may be a little redundant, boring. Some may say, all I do is go to work and come home and you know, I don't get to enjoy different things. Or I'm going taking the same route to, to school or to work uh, and, it, and it's boring. And, and then we look to other things to try to spark our attention or get through different things faster. And when we are going in a course that we shouldn't go, God will send those warnings. Sometimes, like Mr. Banks or Josiah, we don't listen. Fast forwarding into the the article, um, the scripture said in Chronicles uh, chapter 35, verses 21 and 22 is, is, is used as reference when josiah was a really good king very well liked who it appears that he leaned onto his own understanding and not onto the knowledge and wisdom of god because nature informed josiah that yeah you know We are going to go to battle, but you keep opposing us. And I'm telling you, God told me to do this. And Josiah did not listen. And unfortunately, he met his demise. So with that being said, what do I need to do for God's wisdom in my life? I'm not a people pleaser anymore, yet I do worry about what people think of me. I'm not afraid to put everything down in a book or share it on a podcast. But for me to go into a room of people, I worry, are they judging me? Are they looking at me? And I find that ironic. And what do I need to do as far as listening to God today? I want to be consistent in all aspects. If I don't care what people think of my pouring everything out, I, I don't want to care if people are looking at me, um, you know, as I walk into a room. Amen? Thank you guys so much. With that being said, uh, we are going to look into uh, the Daily Bread dated for March 10th now before uh, sister patricia reads uh that are there any comments questions concerns um and what i shared or anything out of uh the daily bread reading listening to god amen sister pat would you bless us with the reading
2: at friday march 10th.
0: yes ma'am
2: uh, from the first Thessalonians, fifth chapter fourth through the 11th verses therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing waters of encouragement i call it the uh, lean to green miracle this happened every spring for more than 15 years coming out of Winter months, the grass in our yard is dusty and brown. So much so a casual passerby, I believe, is dead. Colorado has snow in the mountains, but the climate on the plains, the front range is dry, the most warmer months full of drought, drought drought, drought. But every year around the end of May, I turn on the sprinklers, not huge amounts of water, but simply small, consistent water, and then about What was dry and brown builds up to something lush and green. The green grass reminds me how vital encouragement is. For some that our lives and our faith can resemble something almost lifeless. But it's amazing what consistent encouragement can do to our hearts, minds, and souls. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians emphasizes this truth. The people were struggling with anxiety and fear. Paul saw he needed saw he needed to bolster their faith. He encouraged them to keep up the good work of encouraging one another and building each other up, which is found again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 11, verse. He knew that without such refreshment, our faith could wither. Paul experienced this firsthand, for those very same Thessalonian believers had been an encouragement to him, building him up. You and I have the same opportunity to encourage, help one another bloom and grow. This is by John Blaze. What's the most recent encouragement you received? Whose heart did you watch today or this week? Father, thank you for the encouragement I received and help me to encourage others.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. First Thessalonians 5.11. Uh, Paul is saying, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Amen. Sister Pat, what's the most recent encouragement you've received? And whose heart could you water today or this week?
2: I just get a little down. So You you say something that And the grandkids, are, it's just a way to say, Grandma, it's okay. It's okay. And it does make you feel good. Sometimes I think I you know, could do a little bit more, and stuff. sometimes I stuff. You know, I'm not doing enough. But uh, just like when you call and ask me, uh, can you make a certain meal for me or something? That, that really gives me encouragement whenever you guys do stuff like that. And then whenever you prepare a meal for me, that makes me feel so good, like I'm special.
0: And I did enjoy that meal. I'm telling you. Amen. 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 Uh, Brothers Patrick, Bryland, Sister Arlesa, Brother Desmond, any of you want to share what's the most recent encouragement you received? And whose heart could you water today or this week with encouragement? anyone want to share
1: oh my encouragement came from my therapy today amen they encouraged me to go ahead and take steps out of the wheelchair encourage me To also know that God got me, and that no matter what it said, I will walk. You know, it's many forms of walking, but I will walk again. That to me was encouraging. And for me, giving somebody encouraging words was Best friend Frank, who lost his mom. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, You know, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. You're my brother, I'm here. And I meant those words Mm -hmm. because even though I'm inside a facility, doesn't mean I can't pick up a telephone and call and say,
0: Hey, how you doing? Or what's going on? Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Anyone else? Um, waters of encouragement. I just Oh, did someone have something to say? Amen. Waters of encouragement. I love that title by John Blaze. You see, when he writes about the winter months and the yard is dusty and brown, um, as to where a passerby uh would f- believe the vegetation to be dead. You know, and I remember when I was young and i would see brown grass i would think that it was dead grass and i remember one day i had said oh grandma that grass is dead she said no it's not it's rusting and i didn't know what that meant until reading this article resting means it it need in this season when it receives the encouragement the restoration from the lord the sunlight the rain the vitalization the vitalization from god nature it becomes that green grass you know and the author equates that with vital encouragement. As he shares an example from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians emphasizes this truth. The people were struggling with anxiety and fear. Paul saw he needed to bolster their faith. He urged them to keep up the good work of encouraging one another and building each other up. I love this. Because often I tell people, yes, I'm a minister. Yes, I'm a motivational speaker. Yes, I'm an evangelist. And yes, I teach. I also need to be taught i also need to be encouraged i also need to be ministered to jesus was ministered to so when we look at this i find this to be very encouraging in itself what's the most recent encouragement i received worshiping with you all and reading the daily bread and whose heart could i water today this week you all and all those listening and anybody I come in contact with. And everything that I do, people will see God Almighty within me. Amen? We will be right back with studying in the Word. Mm Isaac, Egypt, and Noah presents The Resurrection Story. This book will take you on the journey from creation through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Answering questions, why do we die for old Or what is the significance of an Easter bunny? And much more. The presence of the Lord surrounded Amelia and her family. The Holy Spirit filled their household with love, joy, and peace. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grew from a young babe in the manger into a young boy. He worked alongside his earthly father Joseph as a carpenter and worshiped our Heavenly Father with all of his heart. Years went by and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ performed many miracles, and preached to many, many people. And this full-length color book, written by Michelle Carter Douglas, her sons, Patrick M. Douglas, Bryan Douglas, and her daughter, Arlesa Douglas, was also illustrated by her children, Patrick, Brylin, and Arlesa. What a beautiful book to bring in all holidays. This book is written by a family for the family. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Raya, Isaac, Egypt, and Noah presents the Resurrection Story. amen praise god praise god welcome back to studying in the word amen amen we are going to look into john chapter 16 and who all went over your reading assignment for today's lesson Everybody?
2: I get an F
0: today. Oh, no. F for fantastic. Sister Nicole? Okay.
2: Because I'm looking at past the notes uh, I have and um, I been trying to find um, what scriptures were we supposed to go home working
0: with? Uh, Actually, John 16. And Revelation chapter twenty
2: one. Oh, yeah. I looked over revelations Revelation chapter twenty one. That's the one about whack away all tears from your eyes, no more sorrow.
0: Yes, yes, that would be correct.
2: Okay. I looked at that one, but I couldn't. I didn't look at. Oh Lord, this is what I had. John sixteen. After you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Praise
0: God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You're taking notes. Yeah. You know, you're taking notes.
2: I forget now. So,
0: yes, I do remember the for But shouldn't I be retaining them when I do the cure?
2: I'm sorry. What was that? I said, Lord, help I said, I shouldn't be retaining them,
0: Pastor, when I review them. Well, you know what? it's it's you know what and you're right and you are because you recited it oh okay so if
2: i write it down that's good. Yeah.
0: yes it does yes it does oh, okay. you know study yourself uh to show yourself approved and you're studying god is good
1: Amen.
0: yes god is good uh and brother patrick or brother brian i i really hate to uh You know bother you guys is there any way one of you guys could get my papers off the printer i'm sorry i'm so sorry uh would brother patrick or brother brylan get my papers off the printer i'm sorry Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Amen. But John 16. All this, I have told you so that you will not fall away. And I'm just going to read that first scripture and let it resonate for a little bit. You know, uh, and also because this speaks so much so much volume 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 you know uh the god almighty one maker of earth and everything you know he constantly instructs us teaches us that we inherit everlasting life, that we're not left on the wayside, that we don't fall apart. Isn't that beautiful? It's a blessing. Um, Also, uh, I want to thank you, Brother Patrick, for bringing this downstairs to me. Uh, did you want to sit down here with me? Okay. okay. Little Patrick, I got him hostage down here. Um, you know what? I want to share some information. Uh, that actually comes out of the uh the Bible, and this. I have a ton of Bibles and, you know, some, I just have like, uh, this is the, the Thomas Nelson King James study Bible. And I love this Bible. I love all my Bibles. I I love this Bible because in each book of the Bible, it gives a synopsis and it helps me visualize. So I want to share that with you all. Uh, The purpose that uh, John wrote the book, um, and this is taken out of the book, this is clearly stated in 20, 30, and 31. That's John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. And there are three key words. The word signs is used 17 times in John and is often translated as miracle. Throughout all the other Gospels, it appears only 28 times. These are teaching signs. The word believe appears 98 times in John and only 29 times in all the other Gospels combined. Belief often results from signs. The word life is used 34 times in John and only 13 times elsewhere in the Gospels. The term is closely related to faith. John's purpose is clearly evangelistic, that his readers may believe John chapter 20, verse 31. Thus, he records the confrontations of Jesus with Nicodemus, who is saved much later. The story of the woman at Jacob's well, who is saved on the first contact, and the miracle of the man born blind, saved on the second contact. But John also writes for believers that they may be sanctified, He thus communicates three things, the promise of the Holy Spirit, the truth that Jesus is the true vine, and Simon Peter's denial and restoration. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, Number one, the word sign signs okay the word believe okay the word life. That life life uh-huh life l-i-f-e life okay now uh when you go back up to uh the word signs is used 17 times just in the book of John. And it's also translated as miracle. The word believe appears 98 times in the book of John. 98 times. belief often results from signs life is used 34 times in the book of John okay So, also, uh, 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 I think a fundamental note is John's purpose is evangelistic, that his readers believe. Amen. I thought that was really uh, interesting. Oh, this is...
1: It,
0: it yeah, it's just—I mean, I tell you—and—and—and the—the book of John, the 16th chapter, is primarily Jesus reading, uh, Jesus yeah. speaking. You yes. know? Yes. 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 Um, who would like to? Uh, well, I'll read the first. Uh. See, I'll read the first uh eleven verses. All this I have told you, so that you will not fall. This will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, well, they will, I'm sorry, they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because people do not believe in me about righteousness because I am going to the father where you can see me no longer and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Right now in these scriptures here, Jesus is letting the disciples know about what is about to come. The crucifixion. He's preparing them. And I found this so poetic and and loving, and it reminds me a lot of, Myself, as a parent, um, you know, as we get older, we tend to prepare our children, um you know, this is where this is, and that's where this is in the event if something happens, or you know, and so you do see this, the the what Jesus is explaining to them in this scripture, because he's letting them know the time is coming. Um, In verse 10 and 11, about righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer, and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. He's talking about the adversary. And John 16, 11. Um, Also, this is also, uh, and and you guys could jot this scripture down, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And this could be a footnote. for John 16, 10, and 11. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of the world now stands. Oh, I'm sorry, that is... uh, That is, yeah, 16, 11. And I'm, I'm going to read Ephesians 2 chapter 1 through 3. Okay. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Now, that's Ephesians uh, chapter two, one through three. So we see here in John 16, 11, Jesus is forewarning the disciples about the reckless behavior and tactics of the adversary who is already condemned. Satan is condemned to eternal death. Jesus doesn't want us to suffer. And not have our names in the book of life. God doesn't want that for us. And we see here in Ephesians. Where the adversary he prays. P-R-E-Y-S. Upon our flesh. What we crave. Also when it talks about the air. We have to be careful what we say. Because the adversary uses that. That's why we should pray over ourselves. Cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. As God says, put the full armor of God on. This is out of the book of Ephesians 2. So as we study in the word and we begin to see how different things um, come together there's a reason why the book of john goes before the book of ephesians and the book of ephesians coping before the book of revelations there's a reason why the book of genesis is at the beginning and as we look over in the book of ephesians who was written by apostle paul Um, The purpose of this uh, book, and this is again out of uh, the Thomas Nelson's King James Version Study Bible, Paul seeks to present the church as members of Jesus's body, possessing the closest possible relationship with Him and each other. So when we look at this, and and what I love about the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, falls in line with God Almighty. And in developing the study, the Holy Spirit led by God allows me what things to go over. And I see the connection between John 16, 11, and Ephesians chapter two verses one through three. Um, before we have the next series of scriptures read, are there any questions, concerns, or comment? Uh, I just have a one quick comment. Yes. You. Uh, what is-
1: uh, the second chapter, one through three, like you said, it does
2: show uh, what happens when we crave the world and worldly things and deserving and uh, looking at our flesh. But uh, I really seem to like, too, the verses four and five, because it you know, tells us about you know um, what we can expect if we separate ourselves from the world and become followers of Christ
0: amen please read yes yes
2: okay so ephesians 2 4 and 5 says because of his great love for us god who is enriched in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgression it is by grace you have been saved
0: amen 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 praise god oh yes thank you jesus And I'm going to make sure I put a note down here on here where we will go uh, Ephesians uh, 2, 1 through 5. Amen. Yes. Uh, Sister Nicole, if you would read verses 12 through...
2: 24. Oh, yes. Okay, and we're still doing the NID, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you all that belongs to the father is mine that is why i said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you jesus went on to say in a little while you will see me no more and then after a while while you will see me at this time some of his disciples said to one another What does he mean by saying, in a little while, you will see me no more? And then after a while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? Why don't understand that he is saying? They don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. And that you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name.
0: Ask
2: and you shall
0: receive. Amen. And your will be complete. Amen. Amen. So you see in these scriptures. I, I call it the preparation scriptures. You know where Jesus is preparing the disciples. His disciples. And in this. He also explains the victory. That they have in him. And not only that, but how our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is giving respect to the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, his Heavenly Father. And and right here also, um, I find these uh, scriptures to be evident um, in just the incorporation of the Trinity. Um, you know, because you know, some people have a hard time in understanding, you know, different things, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And He's letting them know that the Lord God Almighty, you know, sent Him. Um, are there any, uh, Sister Nicole, you want to share your insight from these scriptures you read?
2: It just brought chills when I read it because you said, "Pastor, he is preparing the disciples
1: mm-hmm. for a
2: resurrection." But also, I see clearly that God is telling us that the body—you know, with earthly death—we are going to mourn because we miss them in body. It's like they're going to miss the body, but just like Him. We have to understand that since we were reborn again as Christians, our flesh will die, but our spirit will be alive forever.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: you know, that pain and that sorrow, just like he said, a baby being born and the mother has that pain and you forget it when that baby is born because you're so joyous. That's how we should feel when somebody leaves this earth. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible pain we shouldn't worry about oh lord it's me you know they're leaving this world what does this world have but heartache pain racism the devil tries to seek and destroy every single minute of this evil world that will be consumed at the end so are we crying because we don't understand that leaving this world we're transitioning it's not the end of us and so that's what I you know I get because so many people feel like death is final, but it's not. And I only heard a few people say the word transition. It's a transition. And when you look at it from that point, Pastor, you know he is letting them know emphatically if you believe in me as God is, and like you said, God, Holy Spirit, and, and Jesus Christ are all Holy Trinity that that means that you will
0: live again. You will live again, undoubtedly. Amen. Amen. And, 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 you know, when we look at it, too, you know, everybody will experience grief. You know, Jesus grieved. Jesus cried and moaned over Lazarus and John the Baptist. You know, the disciples mourned. Mary mourned you know, um, so, and even God mourned when Jesus was crucified, he was so in grief and, and anger. He shook the world. He shook the earth, you know? So the Lord recognizes that we will grieve when we lose a loved one. I mean, even though we know you know, and and believe in everlasting life. The reason why death is so painful is because we were not created to die. The things that I'm finding peace with are things that God created that doesn't change our talents our gifts our creativity love kindness compassion empathy when we're doing things that's in line in how god created us and intended for the world we don't we don't have any grief and i agree sister nicole that it is true you know when is that time we do transition and we should look to find the peace in the solace to, to know that that person is no longer having to deal with the world today, but I will say You know, we grieve. You know, when we think about our loved ones, we grieve. But studying in the Word, we begin to have that insight that is a home going, that is a transitioning. And I thank you for sharing that, that insight that spiritual growth that God has allowed you to have. Amen. We are going to take a brief break and be right back with studying in the word. Amen. Every finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we faced brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brian Douglas in his book My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an artistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go. Another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy, who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylin Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com. only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenig State Parkway, the roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, the angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another's lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy, written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com. Praise God. Praise God. Welcome back to studying in the word. Amen. Amen. Um, Sister Patricia, if you could finish reading um, verses 25 through 33 of John chapter 16.
2: Okay. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the father on your behalf. No, the father himself loves you because you have loved me and I have believed that I came from God. I have believed that I came from God. I came from the father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the father. And Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things that you do not even need to have anyone actually question this makes us believe that you came from god do you now believe jesus replied a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each of you to your own home you will leave me all alone yet i am not alone for my father is with me i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcame the world and
0: lord add a blessing on the beauty of the whole world. amen amen praise god praise god yes and that was uh the uh john chapter 16 um sister pat would you be able to share uh your insight and what you uh received by way of the holy spirit oh, I,
2: i'm trying to understand is that like, you need to stop giving them you know like um, as they call figuratively came and started explaining to them so that they could fully understand that he is truly the son of God, that the world still did not accept Jesus, but that they believe in him and that they know that he is truly the son of God, but he has to believe them. I think that he's preparing them for like his uh, crucifixion and um, he's letting them know that this is going to happen and that they're all going to go back to their own, you know, their homes. But that the world is not going to be kind to them. It's not going to be easy. But if they believe in God, they will always have the Lord with them spiritually, and that's that's what they're going to have to hold on to. Because He won't be down here on Earth with them, but He will always be with them.
1: Um, yes. Will believe in Him. They will always believe believe in Him. That they,
2: There's a place prepared for them. Because the world, there's good in the world, there's bad, but most people didn't, you know, they're not going to accept. They still have not accepted. Even many people today, they still have not accepted Jesus as the Son of God. And because of that, they do some evil things. Yes. And he knew that he knew he's preparing for his death. But that's just his physical death on this earth. He lives and always will live and always will live. And they have to hold on to that belief because that's what it is, that God is with them. Mm.
0: And he's Amen. letting them know they're really gonna have that there's gonna
2: be a, a horrendous test to their
1: faith.
0: Amen. Amen amen uh sister nicole
2: i mean i just agree with everything uh sister pat patricia and curtis said because uh it is you know uh a confirmation mm-hmm. uh, let's say that this world is not the end of humankind and i just thought of something too uh looking at this uh these last scriptures jesus is plainly trying to tell the disciples the holy trinity is what you must believe in mm-hmm. i say that because a lot of people say well as long as you believe in god you will be saved." but the bible says in matthew and john and and, and um, romans and, and, and all throughout the new and old testament you cannot uh don't accept the father if you don't accept the son and if you don't accept the son then he will not reckon you in heaven so the son the father and the Holy spirit are all one and Mm -hmm. you know i was looking for the scripture and maybe to help uh uh i mean um i was looking for the scripture where god uh where jesus tells his disciples i think it's in matthew I will not leave you comfortless. You will have the Holy Spirit, and so He's letting them know how Sister Patricia said, "We are not alone. You might not speak, me, but I, I, you will feel me. You will hear me. You will know my presence is here."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's almost like seeing your brother and saying, "Okay, well." I'll see you uh, when I I I'm gonna see you, but you know you gotta uh, transition to see me again the way you see me now. But I will tell you, I don't want to leave you here and feel that you are by yourself. I want to leave you with the spirit Ooh. that my father and me have given you through your belief in us.
0: Through your commitment in us and through your love in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I found that scripture, my sister, is John, the 14th chapter. And isn't this, this is nobody but the Holy Spirit uh, through you. John 14, 18. That's John 14, 18. And I'll just read John 14, 15 through 18. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. May God add a blessing to the hear readers and stewards. Oh, That's I a love that. Amen.
2: That would be compliments John's uh, 16th, what Sister uh, Patricia read. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that one.
0: Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Anyone else want to share their thoughts in John 16? And what I find is John 16 prepares the way for revelations which is also wrote by the same John. Now here's a little information that I found uh, just phenomenal. Okay. So um, John uh, is the same John that wrote the book of John and the other books of John is the same John. That uh wrote Revelations. Okay, the book of Revelations. Um, some of the other names that John was referred to was John the Revelator, John the Divine, John the Theologian. Okay. Um, looking into the book of Revelation. It was authored by John. Uh, He also refers to himself as the servant of Christ and a brother and companion in tribulation. He was on the island of Patmos because of the testimony of Jesus. The purpose and theme of him writing the revelations was the revelation of the person and the prophetic program of Jesus Christ. A number of purposes can be detected in the book. First, it was written to encourage believers to endure persecution and to persevere through suffering to encourage believers to endure persecution and to persevere through suffering so we see uh how apostle paul and john were encouragers okay um, knowing that the victory of Christ over the world and the devil is guaranteed and certain. The second purpose to show how all of prophecy focuses on Jesus Christ his person and his program, for the world so the second uh was to show how all of prophecy focuses on jesus christ his person and his program for the world the third reason to unite all the various lines of biblical prophecy both old testament and new testament and to show how they converge upon the second coming of christ to rule the earth in his messianic uh his messianic kingdom and so this is interesting because a lot of people, they, they argue or they, they say it about, okay, that's the Old Testament. But you see here, John says that the purpose of revelation, that's one of the third reasons. was to basically unite all the various lines of biblical prophecy both old testament and new testament and i've said that all along you got to know where you came from to know where you're going and that's the same that it was out there that's always been out there but i use that an example of knowing the bible you cannot ignore the old testament and just look at the new. The fourth uh, reason is that the book seeks to correct some moral and doc- doctrinal problems that existed and still exist in the churches. So you see here, some, some of these churches been, a, you know, all along. So, is to correct some moral and doctrinal problems that existed and still exist in the churches, and to instruct Christians in such things as salvation, prophecy, the person of Christ, Christian living. And finally, the book may be an attack on. The paganism and emperor worship of the Roman Empire, particularly against the emperor domination and his persecution of Christians. There are a number of possible veiled references to the anti-Christian nature and activities of Rome in the book of Revelations. So those are the purposes of of why uh, John wrote the book. Um, Any questions so far?
2: No, I'm just glad you're going into, Pastor, the book of Revelations. I don't have a question but a comment because... I was uh, reading a little bit how you were saying that uh, John, um, the uh, apostle and and disciple of Christ was the same writer of Revelation, that uh, ministers still to this day shy away from the book of Revelation because they misinterpret the symbolism and they don't go through the history that you just went on the reason why it was written. Mm.
0: Well, you know what? Thank you and glory to God for, you know, that, that and glory be to God because I am nothing without him, nothing, you know, and, and I give glory to God and I just continue to pray, uh, to almighty God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he uses me in every single aspect of the way Yahweh in every aspect of the way that I can continue to teach his children his sheep because you guys are viable. you are valuable okay viable and valuable to helping the lost souls in this world we need you all amen amen uh, with that being said I before we start reading revelation I do want to briefly go over some things uh, as I stated John was considered to be a revelter okay so some people they, they have these, what I call, banners and titles. You see a lot of people, they say, oh, I'm a prophet. I'm prophetic, the, the prophetic realm, and uh, I prophesy, and this is. But you very rarely hear people give uh, the title of a revelter. And I, I'm going to go over the difference a revelter okay like john is a person who reveals especially one who makes a divine revelation okay now the difference between a revelter and a prophet okay because a prophet uh see a lot of people they really don't get into it but um not all prophets have the gift of prophecy a prophecy to prophesy is a gift you can have the gift of prophecy and be a minister you don't necessarily have to be a prophet but a prophet is a teacher of known truth. Jesus was a prophet, Messiah, evangelist, and so forth. Okay? So a pro- prophet, a prophet is a teacher of known truth. No, you're welcome. Now, a seer which is like a, a revelter, uh and, and things like that. A seer is a perceiver of hidden truth, okay? A revelter is a bearer of new truth. So I myself have the gift of prophecy on occasion, but my gift of prophecy is brought to me by the Holy Spirit and it's on an intervention level. Whenever I'm blessed with a a prophecy is to um, like it out. And you know, you all, uh, I shared with you guys, uh, a few years ago and I started getting that gift um do you guys remember um when I started telling you guys about we're going into uh 2020 this is the full vision and these are some of the things that we need to pray on and work on do you guys recall Yeah Okay and so uh, and then you know uh, in 2022 the year of the open doors. But see, it was more than that because, like I said, uh, uh, what was re- revealed to me was that people have to pray P R A Y before any different moves that they make because the adversary is going to manipulate that. You would see, you know, relationships. You know, you got to pray over that because it might not be what God has ordained for you. So there's different things that, uh, I'm able to, to see, and it's on an intervention level, um, to help people. Um, there's some people, they get into different prophecies and different things like that. But again, you know, um, I pray over everything because, you know, The devil will come in and he will try to manipulate things where, you know, you think you're prophesying or you think you're going to someone who is prophesying and it's a fortune teller and we don't want to give the adversary a foothold. Okay. Um, So we see how in revelation it does differ quite a bit, because John is revealing a divine revelation. Um, the the angel, the trumpets, the, the cups, you know, um, the Prince of Peace depiction, all of those, you could tell a divine revelation between hogwash, and I have to say it like that. Are there any questions, concerns, anything of what I just spoke about?
2: Anyone?
0: Okay, amen. With that being said, uh, and, and before we take a break and get back on uh, Revelations 21, I just want to make sure um, anybody have any questions on the difference, difference between a prophet, a seer, a revelter, uh, giving a prophecy uh, or a, a revelation?
2: I mean, I don't know if I quite understand it, you know, as well as you. But I, I, do remember you saying, you know, you don't have to be a prophet to have the gift of prophecy.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: a
2: prophet, is more about the teacher of the truth. Um, you know. So was was Paul then a, a prophet?
0: Um, was Paul the
2: apostle. The apostle was one appointed by God, right?
0: yes and all you know what and that's a good lesson for us to go over and cover um when we talk about uh, you know uh, apostles and different things and and uh how do i explain this um ask that question again i'm sorry
1: yeah
2: no it's okay i was just wondering like if a prophet is one who teaches god's truth um, and paul he did teach you know several churches along with timothy and others mm-hmm. about you know uh the message of god's truth Then um is paul a prophet and an apostle because you know on his road to damascus god appointed him as well mm-hmm. to um you know, go to the world and teach him and speak the
1: truth.
2: Mm -hmm. So, I was just wondering, was he both a prophet and an apostle or just an apostle, uh, Paul?
0: Okay, well, uh, here they have uh, now, Paul, they said, was not a prophet. Well, they said he was an evangelist, teacher, preacher, theologian, um, he also was a traveler, a tent maker, um, and a missionary. Oh, okay. So he wasn't an apostle. Um, and I'm, i before I speak on it, I'm looking at, uh, uh, it says here the foundation, and this is from cambridge.org. The foundation of Paul's thought and practice as a missionary and pastor was a life-changing experience of revelation, experience as grace and call. So... um yes he was an apostle um paul yes he was an apostle so um what i'm gonna do is uh we're gonna take a a break and we are gonna dig down deep in getting the titles and the differences so that we could get a clear understanding Amen. amen We Have God Too, written by Michelle Carter-Douglas, Rylan Douglas, Arlesa R. Douglas, Patrick M. Douglas. This collection of prayers is offered to the home for parents and their children, not only focusing on relationships between husband and wife, but the relationships between parent and child, child and parent and people within the community. James 5.16 Confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Behind our closed doors, we pray together and we offer our fervent prayers to the world. 1 John 5 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. Sharing a prayer from the book Strength in our marriage. God is our strength. Heavenly Father, as my spouse and I come before you, we send praise and gratitude we thank you heavenly father we love you god of abraham isaac and jacob thank you for everything you have done for us both as individuals and together as i hold my spouse's hand we give our praise please sovereign lord cover our homes our lives our families with the blood of jesus at times the wind consumes us and we begin to feel as though we are drifting apart. Seldom have the raging waters tried to drown our hopes and dreams. We ask you, Almighty God, to embrace us and give my spouse and me strength. Give us strength, Heavenly Father, individually and in our union. Give us the strength and endurance during opposition of the enemy's tactics. Give us the strength during temptation. Give us the strength to endure physical and mental trials. Oh, Heavenly Father, strengthen our mind, heart, spirit, and souls. Yes, Father, we find refuge and strength in your holy word and presence. We find strength calling on your holy name. We have strength in your divine love and nurturing presence. Heavenly Father, you are our strength in our marriage with God We can survive all things. This we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. This book is available right now on Amazon.com. broken bones have mended and now I am soaring like never before. Broken mirrors and mended wounds My Savior restoreth my soul by domestic violence survivor Michelle Carter Douglas. This poetry book depicts a journey of individual faith, healing, and strength. Reader Tara Kirksey shares. Broken mirrors and mended wounds This collection of poems and reflections was so on point. They were so uplifting to me. My favorite one was Revelation Mended Through Being Broken. I could truly relate to this one. This author blessed my soul through her writing. I know she's at a point of healing. I'd love to read more from this author. This book available right now broken mirrors and mended wounds my savior restoreth my soul by michelle carter douglas available right now on amazon.com Welcome back to Studying in the Word. Uh, we are definitely going to be making this Bible study a uh, two-parter as well, um, where we are going to uh, break down um, the difference between a prophet, a rebelter, a seer, um, what's the difference between gifts and uh, in the Bible, people with gifts in the Bible and, um, people who have certain titles in the Bible. We're also going to, um, break down, um, what exactly is an apostle? Um, just in my experience and what I've seen, um, I think that a lot of people are taking that out of context. Um, you know, but We're going to get right into the scripture and get that. Um, With that being said, I just want to recap some of what we went over. Um, Paul, who was an apostle, um, and his name changed from Saul to Paul. Um, he was an evangelist, a teacher, a preacher, a theologian, a traveler, a tent maker, um and a churchman. Now, those were his titles. um also, we're gonna see, okay, so why was he called an apostle? So we're gonna look in to why he was referred to as an apostle. And um, one of the things before we get into Revelation 21, the definition of apostle comes from, Britannic, uh, from the Britannica, which is an apostle is a person sent, any of the 12 disciples chosen by Jesus Christ. The term is sometimes also applied to others, especially Paul, who was converted to Christianity. A few years after Jesus' death, in Luke 6, chapter 13, verse, it is stated that Jesus chose 12 from his disciples, whom he named apostles. And in Mark six thirty, the 12 are called apostles. When mention is made of their return from the mission of preaching and healing on which Jesus has sent them, The full list of the 12 is given with some variation in Mark 3, Matthew 10, and Luke 6. And uh, they were Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Jude, Thaddeus, Simon, and Judas Iscariot. Iscariot. Okay, so we're we're even going to read a little bit more of that. Um, okay. Also, uh, what we did have time to look up and get an understanding of, um, one of which, and this is taken from uh, samstorms.org, where it clearly states that an apostle is not a spiritual gift, but a person who had a divinely given commission and ministry. So when and this reflects back to what we just read, being apostle is is not a spiritual gift; it's more of a title.
2: Okay,
0: it's more of a title. Um, and then when we look at the spiritual gifts of uh, um, that's brought into um, the Bible, we, we look at uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And I'll just read a few of the verses, which is... Um, Um, Verses four through, let me see. Okay, four through, I think, uh, 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, But in all of them and in everyone, it is the same good at God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determined, and so this is what i love about studying in the word is that you get a clarification and you see boundaries you know oftentimes i know um well at times people try to make me feel inferior because i did not speak in tongues and they were not supposed to be speaking in tongues because there was no interpreter there. So that's something. And so if you're acting in the court of God and in the Holy Spirit, you're going to make sure that if you're speaking in tongues that somebody there to interpret that. Another thing what, I, what I've said all along, prophecy, the gift of prophecy is a gift. Now you have some people just you know throwing these things out there and the purpose of it is not to judge but just to enlighten people that maybe you need to 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 um study you know and and understand so that's homework for all of us including myself to reread uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 um, and jot down any questions, concerns, and and find some other scriptures, scriptures that correlate with these. Amen? Okay. With that being said, are there any questions or concerns so far before we uh, go to Revelations chapter 21? Uh, brother um, De... Oh, go ahead, Sister Nicole. Um,
2: yeah. Okay. So, um, just a clarification with the homework. You said I know uh, how you just um, you know said with um, reading First Corinthians chapter twelve to the gifts of the Spirit. But um, are we supposed to find other scriptures that throughout the Bible that talk about the gifts of the Spirit?
0: Yes. Okay, yes okay. yes yes no you're fine so easy okay all right. <laughs> that's all and right you gave,
2: me, you gave me extra homework for my birthday
0: oh your birthday is on the second oh, well do it amen and you know what my happy birthday
2: I know. <laughs> look at not just first Corinthians chapter 12 but other uh, chapters in the bible that correspond with examples of the gifts of the spirit oh I heard that yeah oh okay That's why I said extra homework I'm surprised you didn't complain uh, gifts of the holy spirit
0: yes yeah. and in scriptures that so your reading assignment is going to be um uh oh I'm it's sorry okay.
2: I'm just going over house
0: of Corinthians <laughs> yep 1st Corinthians chapter 12 way. I'm
2: going to copy her I don't like
0: cheating, sister Patricia. Mm-hmm. And I, your but, uh, public defender ain't on this phone. We call her the public defender, Sister Evelyn. Cause she helps everybody <laughs> for free. So your I, public I, defender ain't on here. Mama no homework. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, sometimes, I get, sometimes
2: I get like my mother's like like I don't know
0: whether I'm going to time I know. I, I I think I'm coming and going. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Uh, let's get into Revelations chapter 21. A new heaven and a new earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Sister Pat, if you could read verses uh, five through five through uh, 14.
1: Okay.
2: But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. The New Jerusalem, the Bride of the Lamb. One of the seven angels who had seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride the wife of the lamb and he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god it shone with the glory of god and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel like a jasper clear as crystal he had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gate on the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. you want me to read the 14th, you said?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Holy Lamb.
0: Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Sister, uh, Brother Desmond. Would you read verses 15 through 21?
1: Revelations chapter
0: 1, right? 21, yeah, Revelations 21. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And then verses 15 through 21. And then, Sister Nicole, uh, if you would be able to finish us off with verses 22 through 27.
1: Forgive me, I don't have my glasses on. Okay, it says The Angel Who Talked. Am I, am I on the right one, right? Yes the angel who taught with me had measured a measuring a rod of gold to measure the city its gates and its walls the city was laid out like a square as long as it was wide he measured the city with a rod and found it to be twelve thousand hmm in length, and as wide and as high as it's long. The angel measured the wall using human measurements, and it was one hundred forty. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second sapphire.
0: The third the third the gate is a fourth emerald. Keep more. Um where did you stop at? Twenty. Okay, and sister Nicole, if you could finish us off with uh verses twenty through twenty-seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: The fifth on it, the sixth ruby, the seventh crystal light, the eighth barrel, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh dances, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will a gate ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceived. But in only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Read the last of Revelations 21 through 20th chapter. May the Lord have a blessing the readers and doers of his holy word.
0: Amen. Amen. This is, you know, um, anyone want to share their insight and what they got so far from uh, this chapter?
2: You know for me this is the first time i really read it that far and i read so I, was, I was always scared of revelations this makes me just say you know i can't wait to get into the city
0: Ooh.
2: i cannot wait to enter god's city
0: you know sister pat i'm glad that you said that because i know oftentimes I thought of the book of revelations as I can't understand that book because different people used to, Oh, that's, that's a hard book to interpret. You got to let the pastor interpret and, and share the word on the book. And, you know, and I never understood it. And, you know, I thank God for where he brought me because I tell anybody, i did not start reading the bible until 2017 after i became a minister because you know i would i would teach the bible in in genesis because sadly to say that was the only understood and when i teach when i taught catechism class I remember uh, the late uh, Reverend Walia she said, I know you could do it, you know, and um, and I just love teaching, but I never sat down and religiously read the Bible and was able to understand other, you know, books of the Bible, especially going into Revelations and, um what we're going to take a look at next week also we have a lot of good information that we're going to get into and a lot of homework that you guys are going to be doing so get your notebooks get Uh your pens yes yes sister pat because you know this you know what like you said uh mommy and and God said, now you you stop that sister Pat calling her by the first name because you get away with it. You gotta call her Ma. So Ma, my thing is is this: we are gonna get into so much information and research. You know, it's gonna be phenomenal because in in the book of chapter in Revelation chapter one twenty one. What you guys are gonna do. You guys are going to actually um reread it. And I want you to research the symbolism and the number seven, 144. Um, where else in the Bible can you find um, jewels and different things referenced? Um you know, there, there's a reason why it's so vivid when it goes into, um, uh, 144 cubics thick, you know, uh, the wall, um, the eighth barrel, the ninth topaz, the 10th turquoise, the 11th jason, the 12th amethyst. You know, the 12 gates were 12 pearls. There's a reason why these numbers are referenced in this scripture. Okay? So, yes, go ahead, the both of you. Sister Pat? Could the 12
2: be about the 12 uh, tribes of
0: Israel? You know what, Sister Pat? Write uh, that down.
1: Uh
0: Uh uh-huh and then yes yes sir one more and then when you write that down sister pat elaborate why did that come to your mind and then go and back that up find some scriptures back that up amen thanks thanks sister patricia
2: that's why i stayed quiet i knew the answer but I knew if you after that, she
0: was gonna make it more difficult. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, you, you're like,
2: you're like the Bible's
0: telling that we all want to keep quiet. Oh no! unless' <laughs> said I need to teach uh, college. That's what she. That's what she said, Brother Desmond. I Uh huh. Uh, yes, sir
1: is that why like when it starts talking about in the bible how it starts referencing like the uh like the gemstones you know how everybody's birth dates like every
0: month has a gemstone does it come from that too um you know what my thing is this astrology is created well you know, the universe, everything is created by God, yeah. but you got to watch what it talks about Zodiac signs. Okay. okay. What, 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 and, and this is your homework, brother Desmond, you're okay. going to research and look up and write everything down. What is a Zodiac sign? Where does okay. that derive from?
1: Okay. Lord, so, okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. It okay. encompasses. Okay. What does that encompass? what 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 where does the zodiac sign derive from
1: i always thought the zodiac sign was
0: evil. okay so if you if that's your thing you see where i'm going
1: revelations look how you were talking about revelations when i was coming up as a kid it was like revelations was like forbidden you know we not to well, like when I say forbidden, kind of like in the church, they wanted us to. You know, when you get older, they explain it more. You know, parents, people will brush you off, like you ask the question, Well, what is revelation? Oh, you're too young, you wouldn't understand it right now.
0: Now, I have heard that people say you're too young to understand that,
2: yeah about we went to study school they did go they just about every book in the Bible but Revelation they really really never went into
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. like I just said I used to be afraid but I feel like reading this last chapter I can't wait to you know I know I got
0: missed up there now question is mm-hmm. was it because do you think it was because a lot of the pastors didn't understand it themselves like
1: some of revelations like what you were saying pastor Like, some didn't understand it because they weren't taking the time to do the homework, to reread.
0: Well, no, I never said that. No, I said, I never said, you know, no, you know, different pastors or whatever. What I said was, it was always the uh, don't go to book. The pastor has to be the one to interpret that. Yeah. mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what you were saying earlier, you know, as you know, you're too young, not yet, you know, and and things like that. Like you have to be uh, a pastor or, you know, someone higher up to interpret the high up scriptures. Like when I was coming up, Genesis was considered to be the easy book. And I think that's always why I kind of felt comfortable, you know. They always went over that, Um, you know. I remember that, you know. But in Genesis, I remember only uh, certain stories that they covered. Um, You know, in the seven days, God created the heaven and earth, Adam and Eve. um, Adam and Eve sin, and it was always, you know, symbolized with the apple.
2: The only thing. Yeah, we learned basic about Abraham. We never learned that Abraham and Sarah were uh brother and sister. No. You
1: know,
2: yeah. uh, we never went into who Abraham's father was or the lineage of Seth uh, with Noah. You know, like you said, Pat, Noah built the ark. That's what I learned about Noah when I
1: was in Sunday school.
0: hmm Yeah, and, and uh, you know what? And and they never talked about the Nephilims. They never talked about the sons of god that turned away from their position and had sex with them yeah they they never talked about that when i was i thought it was just god uh noah was this noble man who was instructed to build the boat and he had obedient sons i i never heard about uh you know down the line where noah was a drunk um, it was already, it was told to me that he was asleep. I didn't know he got drunk and fell asleep. So there's different things that we learn, you know, as we get older and as we study in the word.
2: And also, Brother Desmond, some of the people of the church pastor, not just the minister, but some of the older ladies and men of the church would say, well, you're still on the mill. You're asking yes. questions. Yes. Yeah. You- You know, revelation and we know that this world, Heavenly Father, is not there to save us. But your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, died on the cross to save us from our sin.
0: Yes, oh God.
2: And you, Heavenly Father, and Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, are one. You cannot have one without the other two. Mm -mm. The Lord, we ask you, Heavenly Father, to let us be calmly when we do be ambassadors for you, oh God, to let people know that the Holy Trinity is the truth. Yes. Lord. Again, we don't have to have Jesus reveal to us anything about a reveal because he is the revelation. Yes,
0: in the name he of Jesus. is the truth.
2: He is the light. Yes,
0: the light and the way.
2: So again, let us be able to preach his word and spread it to others. Let us go out in love, not in hate. Mm-mm. Because if wrong, co- 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 combined it with wrong, always going to end up is eating you aside. The only way we can fight wrong and evil in this world is with love of your holy word. Amen. I'm preaching to myself right now, dear God. And I'm Father asking God. you to keep anything Ooh. on the altar, Heavenly Father, God. I cannot carry anymore, dear God. I can't carry anymore, dear God, in resentment towards the people that I have wronged me in the past or my family. No. I can't carry anymore, dear God, about not having a good father for my child, dear God. Because, again, all that is in the past.
1: In the past. And I with
2: Lord, to be with you, and showing everyone that what I have went through and walked through the fire,
0: he can
2: do it for you. Yes. I thank you, God, for our strength. I thank you, God, for our perseverance. And I thank you, God, for the blood of your son, Jesus Christ,
0: guiding and protecting yes, us. Yes, Lord. Lord, Yahshua. Lord, we will that up for
2: myself in choice.
0: Hallelujah. We
2: be going, with Heavenly Father. Again, we are going to grieve for the physical loss of our family members. But we know, Heavenly Father, that when we are absent from the body, we are in with you, dear God. So we ask you, Heavenly Father, to just touch on us. We ask you to touch our cousins, Lisa and Crystal, and their children, Heavenly Father. Because we know, Heavenly Father, that they are going to grieve. So let us be there to help them through it, dear God. But I thank you, Heavenly Father, for John 16, because I know it has let me know that this is not the end. Mm, it
1: is only mm, a clear
2: mm. transition and we are going to be able to live again on top and we're going to see the truth that are paved with gold.
0: Yes, sir. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
2: Praise your holy name forever. We love you and we thank you in Jesus Christ, your only son, I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Thank you for ju- tu- 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 uh, tuning in to studying in the Word. We love you all. We will see you back here next week. Praise God. Amen. Amen.